Welcome to Minnesota Matters. I'm Tasha Radel, and I'm joined by MNN's Bill Werner, Ashley Walker, and Brent Palm. We're going to delve into what's happening in the North Star State. If it matters in Minnesota, we've got it covered. This week, extra law enforcement will be out on Minnesota roads through the end of the year. According to the calendar, winter is officially here. Holiday scams targeting consumers, but first. A real important question comes up around this time every year. Do you believe in Santa Claus? Is that you, Santa Claus? Well, Eminem's Bill Werner reports he believes in old St. Nick again after a holiday check-in with the Salvation Army. Gifts I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing, but I pause because... Hang in my stocking, I can hear the knocking. Is that you, Santa Claus? It may very well be. Tasha, we took a quick turn around Minnesota in this final run-up to Christmas. First stop for the reindeer is in southeast Minnesota, where we have Major Jeff Strickler on the line from the Salvation Army in Austin. So, Major, how's the toy shop going this year? Well, we've got uh, we've got 643 children that we're helping this year, which is up 55% over last year when we served 414 children. Um, the number of households is also up as well. Uh, we usually try to give at least a couple of gifts to the children, um, maybe one large, one small, or a couple of small gifts. And then also in addition to that, we often will try to give a puzzle or a book or, or some kind of a family gift as well. We also include some wrapping paper and tape for the folks, to, parents to wrap the kids' gifts. Very nice. It sounds like it helps make it a, a more complete Christmas for just beyond the children, kind of brings the whole family in to make it, to make it more, of a, more of a special thing. We really do. We try to, again, provide sort of a family gift as well so they can spend a little time together um, playing games or reading books, things like that. Yeah, wonderful. Doing puzzles. Yeah, right, exactly. All those things that, that, are, that are real popular things for Christmas, right? Sure, yeah. absolutely. Um, how's the toy shop concept working out? Have you been do- doing it for a while? Uh, we've been doing it for a while. Um, we, we used to do a, an actual toy shop where the parents would go through and shop for the gifts for the kids. Then when the pandemic hit, we went to doing more of the Salvation Army's Angel Tree program where we put out tags on, on Christmas trees in some of the stores around. And, and people come in and they grab the tags and they buy the gifts and then they bring them back to us or at the store. And we pick them up and then we uh, take all the gifts, put them together by family and bag them up. And then we just really hand those out then to the parents. But hopefully it's got everything that's on the child's wish list for their Christmas yeah, and and, and how has the, the mood been generally? Uh, I think the mood has been really good. People that receive the gifts are very appreciative. Um, we hear good feedback from them on the things that their kids are getting, and it's really a, a big help because we know a lot of families are struggling this year. I mean, like, for instance, in our food shelf alone, we saw a 68% increase this year in the number of people coming for help for food. So uh, there seems to be a lot of need in our community, and I'm sure we're not alone. A lot of other communities, too, are having the same same struggles, I think, for people. Thanks a lot, Major. I really appreciate your time. 
Sure, you're welcome, Bill. Anytime. Glad to help. Have a good Christmas, and please keep up the good work. Okay, it's important oh, work. Oh, thank you. You, you have a Merry Christmas, too. And thank you, Major Jeff Strickler at the Salvation Army in Austin. Now let's head up to the other end of the state and get on the phone with Lieutenant Victoria Olip at the Salvation Army in Hibbing, right in the heart of Minnesota's Iron Range. Hi, Lieutenant. How's things at the toy shop? Oh, it is going fantastic. So previously before, we used to do the traditional angel tree model. Uh, for years here, but this year is our first year switching it over to a toy shop model. Um, and that's where the clients get the choice of picking out the items for themselves. And um, it's been incredible. Like people are so happy um, in getting that choice. It's empowering to them. Um, and they're very excited about that. Um, and just watching the smiling faces and everything today um, has been a blessing. I, I can even I can hear it in your voice that, uh, that, yes. that, it's a, that it's a happy time. That must be a wonderful thing, something that's great for for parents to come in and be able to and, and maybe even have the child. I don't know if the child's, the child's with them, but at least come in and pick out the toys themselves. Yeah, for sure. So many of our families don't get that opportunity to uh, make many of the choices that we take for granted in life. Um, and so giving that choice back to them makes them have a sense of dignity um, and pride and to feel empowered. Um, and I think oftentimes we take that for granted, but you see it in moments like this when people who don't often have that choice are given a choice, um, how grateful and honored they feel and blessed for that. I, I would think it would be gratifying to the donors as well. We had donors who kind of weren't sure this year on the toy shop model because they've always done Angel Tree with us in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, you know what, why don't you just come to distribution and help out yourself? And they came and helped out for the first half of the day. And they left smiling and was like, this was a blessing to get to impact people like this, and we will be donating in the years to come. Like, How many uh, toys are you, do you have rough numbers and how many you're distributing and how many families you're, you're uh, serving? Yeah, so each person, uh, each household is getting um, like a large toy item, a small toy item, and then like infants will get diapers and wipes. They'll get like a blanket and um, books and clothing and coats. And um, I think they leave here with a total of probably like eight to ten items apiece. Um, yeah, you're really making it, making it a Christmas for them. Yeah, for sure, definitely. We give them stocking stuffers, um, all kinds of stuff to add to it as well. Um, and we even offer them wrapping paper and gift boxes to wrap their gifts with. Um, <laughs> and a lot of them have definitely greatly appreciated it. So it's great to see that this change was well accepted in the community. Well, Lieutenant, thank you for talking with me. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Your enthusiasm is infectious. I guess you always expect good things on the range, and so you know you're not uh, you're not disappointing in this case. So thank you. Yes. Well, thank you. Okay. Keep up the good work. Okay. Our, our thoughts are with you. Okay. okay. Bye. Yeah, take care. Bye. And that is Lieutenant Victoria Olive giving us a Christmas toy shop report from the Salvation Army in Hibbing. And so, Tasha, there you have it. Some real-life Santa Clauses. There's a lot of them at work going up and down a lot of chimneys all over the state of Minnesota, and we want to give each and every one of them a very big Christmas thank you. Thanks, Phil. More Minnesota Matters after this. Quitting smoking or vaping can be difficult. 
and it can be even harder during times like these, when stress is often higher. Finding healthy ways to manage that stress without nicotine is important. For Minnesota residents who are ready to quit smoking, vaping, or using smokeless tobacco, Quit Partner is ready to help. Through a family of free programs, Quit Partner offers free support like one-on-one -on -one coaching, emails and texts, educational materials, and quit medications like patches, gum, and lozenges delivered by mail. In fact, a mix of quit coaching and quit medications can help double a person's chances of quitting. No matter what support a person would like to try through Quit Partner, it's always judgment-free. And now that Minnesota has raised the legal sales age for tobacco to 21, residents may be looking for quitting resources now more than ever. To learn more, visit quitpartnermn.com or call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Tasha Radel. Winter officially began in Minnesota on Thursday, but it still feels like fall. On this week's show, Eminence Brent Palm talks with a state weather expert about the likelihood of a brown Christmas in most of the state and some record warmth on Sunday and Monday. Happy holidays, Pete Boulay. How are things going in the state climatology office? Well, you know what? Uh, it's uh, been a balmy December. We're, we're looking for December, and uh, we're having a hard time finding it. Uh, you know, this is uh, very unusual to have such a snowless December uh, across the state, and not only that, the warm temperatures are going up against some of the biggest records we've set in the state. Um, the big record is the is December 1877, and uh, that's the record to beat uh, for any place as a long stretch of records. And basically, from here on out, we we pretty much got to stay for an average temperature uh, right around freezing or a degree or two ab uh, uh, above to really break that record. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, right now. Um, you know, the state's running about 8 to 10 degrees above normal for the for December so far. Well, let's talk about Christmas weekend. Um, since you're talking temps, from what I understand, uh, the record is, I think, 46 in the Twin Cities. Not sure about Duluth, St. Cloud, Rochester, and other locations. Um, but it sure looks like, according to the forecast, um, we might break some records uh, Sunday and Monday. Yeah, on Sunday in the Twin Cities, the record high is 47 back in 1909. And, uh, you know, uh, Monday, it's a little warmer on Christmas Day, 51 degrees in 1922. But uh, so those are the ones to beat. And, uh, yeah, that looks like the forecasted highs are going to be close to that. So it will be very interesting to see how that pans out and might be one for the record books. Hey, any idea, Pete, on any other locales besides the Twin Cities possibly flirting with records Christmas weekend? 44 degrees for Duluth, the record high. In St. Cloud, the record high is a 47, set 1922. It's Christmas Day. Are you, Christmas Eve Day, uh, that's easier to beat for St. Cloud. 44 in 2021, so not that long ago. Uh, so Christmas Eve Day in Duluth, it's uh, 47 degrees. So Rochester on Christmas Eve Day. 41 in 2021. Boy, that's wimpy. How about Christmas for Rochester? 50 in 1936. So there's some numbers to keep in your back pocket. The, the other unusual thing is if we'll have to, and this will be a, might be a photo finish too, is what, how many places will have a brown Christmas in the state? And um, right now, you know, of course, in the Twin Cities is brown, Rochester's brown. St. Cloud's Brown, they'll probably be that way on Christmas. The, the The question is, how far north will there be a brown Christmas? Like up in Tower and Ely right now, there's an inch of snow on the ground. So if they can hang on to that one inch, it's a low bar to have a white Christmas. Uh, 
They'll have a white Christmas, but we'll see. It might melt away, and then they'll be brown too. And that's very unusual up there to have a brown Christmas. You know. Yeah, I know that you know we're supposed to get some rain here, maybe a lot of rain, and maybe the northwest corner of the state might get some snow. But um, yeah, how com- how common is it, Pete? Common is a brown Christmas in Minnesota, but it sounds yeah. like it happens more often than you might think, right? Yeah, I think it's part of it's, it's memorable. People remember it more because it's how stark it is. But, you know, if you look at across the state, uh, odds of a brown Christmas in southern Minnesota, about 40 percent, you know, like in southwest Minnesota. Uh, Around the Twin Cities, St. Cloud area is about 29 percent of the time or 25 percent of the time is brown. And and when you go farther north, International Falls is only about uh, 5 percent of the time there's a brown Christmas. So uh, and if you go even farther northeast, like uh, Lake and Cook County, um, it's nearly 100% away from Lake Superior. So uh, very rare to have a brown Christmas up there. Uh, you know, most years uh, you could not drive too far away and find some, uh, some, some white on the ground for Christmas. This year might be the hardest year I've seen uh, in many years uh, of trying to find some uh, snow cover. Yeah, you got to go to Lutzen. I'm actually going uh, to get my daughter a snowboard for Christmas. And, uh, okay. Of course there's no snow <laughs> I know the resorts on the ground right now. <laughs> I know the resorts are making it, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's one thing that you know they've they've been able to make some snow, so that's helped out. Let's see, I'm going to look at Wolf Ridge. That's my snowiest spot. I always look at and see if they have anything on the ground right now, because uh, they're they're not right by the lake, so they're uh, uh, up the hill a bit. So Wolf Ridge has uh, three inches on the ground right now. So. Um, so the North Shore, yeah, we'll see if they get <laughs> that might be the only area that doesn't have a brown Christmas. Hey, let me ask yeah. you. Let me ask yeah. you this, Pete. The lack of snow means a lack of precipitation. Does this mm-hmm. further complicate some drought issues? Because we got a news release from the DNR in mid-December, the first time I can remember, mm-hmm. um, warning about wildfire risks in mid-December. Are yeah. are we going to have to start worrying about being dry again? Well, if if we get precipitation up here, even in the liquid form, that'll help us out. And we do have a pretty good slug of rain that might come up for Christmas Day or Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So, uh, you know, we'll have to watch for that. Uh, So we had some rain last week. That helped us stop the slide of the drought. And part of the reason why there's an issue with fire is what snow does is kind of push down on the grass. Uh, Right now, everything's dead and standing up. So that's why if you have the right conditions, uh, you could have some fire danger, too. And that's been a case of other open winters like this is, you know, you could still have fire danger if you have the right conditions. It's, it's you know, no snow on the ground, you know, and, and a lot of the plants are dead. So could be an issue. Right now, it isn't much of a problem. Uh, we have pretty low fire risk across the state right now. Uh, but, you know, something to keep an eye on for sure. Well, Pete, thanks for joining us. We always appreciate the info and statistics. And I guess... Sure. Have a nice brown Christmas. Well, you too. (laughs) (laughs) Eminence Brent Palm and Pete Boulay with the State Climatology Office. More Minnesota Matters coming up. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Tasha Radel. It's the giving season, but during this time, it's easy to be taken advantage of. Eminence Ashley Walker spoke to the Minnesota Better Business Bureau's Bao Vang on what consumers should watch out for through the holiday season and New Year. So as we all race toward the end of the year festivities and activities, CBB wants consumers to remain vigilant for schemes trying to take our cash or to steal our personal information. And last minute shoppers, I'm talking to you. 
I'm one of them. We're ultimately the most vulnerable to experiencing scams right now. Why is that? Three reasons. Number one, we're scrambling to meet artificial deadlines, which also means we may be missing red flags with offers and really desperate in making decisions right now. So that is one red flag to watch out for. Number two, we're stressed, which means we may not be taking the time to think logically about offers and deals and to think things through with time and caution. So scrambling, stress, and then lastly, last-minute shoppers are always looking for deals to stretch our dollars and to our to stretch our budget. This also means that we may fall for deals that are just too good to be true. So be careful. Be mindful that these these situations impact us emotionally. And sophisticated scammers know this and our social engineering ads and offers to make us trust the products and services and to ultimately fall for their traps, stealing our hard-earned money and personal information. So if you're up for it, I have some top scams that BBB has seen this year, and then also others we hear from real people every year that are just a nuisance. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk, number one, about something that has been kind of buzzing around this year, and it's called a gift card draining scam. And if you haven't heard about it yet, it's ways that scammers are draining your gift cards after you load it up with money and before it is ever given to someone else or while it's given to someone else and before they can actually take and, and take advantage of the of the money that's on the gift card. And one of the ways that they're doing this draining is if you are purchasing a physical gift card for someone as the person who's purchasing, make sure that you are watching out for any stickers that might be covering gift cards barcodes. What does that mean? Well, take a look at the physical package and run your finger over the back to check whether a sticker has been applied on top of the barcode. Scammers, we're hearing from actual reports, are tampering with in-store gift cards by adding stickers printed with their own barcodes on top of the real barcode of the gift card. These fraudulent barcodes are connected to a different gift account and the that the accounts are then controlled by the scammers. This means when you go up to the register and you're loading $100 onto that card, you're actually adding cash to the scammer's accounts rather than onto your newly purchased gift cards. That definitely is pretty relevant as scamming is not only increasing, but during the holiday season, especially with last-minute gifters and people that don't know what to get other people, gift cards are such an easy kind of gift to get. Right, exactly. Actually, I just I love gift cards and I love giving gift cards and I love receiving gift cards. It is becoming increasingly popular as most people are just deciding rather than find a gift that they may not love, that your loved one or your friend may not love. It's the gift of what is pretty much cash into their hands. But the scammers are following the headline and knowing how much people take advantage and, and leverage a gift card, that they're actually learning new ways to steal the money that's on the gift card before it ever is used by the recipient. So very unfortunate situation. But another great way to just learn about gift card draining scams is just to do the physical checks 
on the packaging of the gift card. Another way that scammers are taking or draining the cash before it's gone um, is by actually getting to the gift card before the purchaser and taking note of the 16-digit codes plus the security code and any other codes that are related to um, the purchase. And then when the, per- the person who's buying the gift card loads the money, gives it out to the recipient, the recipient activates it, the scammer will get a notification that says, your card has been activated and quickly can drain the money or the cash from the account before the user can use it. So some new scams and interesting ways that the scammers are are getting to uh, cash that are supposed to be used for uh, loved ones and friends and colleagues this season. Do you recommend anything that people do if they find themselves in these situations? Yeah, really good question. Um, One of the ways that you might have some protections with gift cards is number one, if the retailer allows, register the gift card. That means that the retailer is helping you understand when you purchased it, how much money is on there, and whether any funds have been taken from it and can give you maybe a record of that information. And if it's lost or stolen, then there's a record to go back to the retailer and say, you know, I purchased it on this date and I put this much money in on it, but I don't have that fund or those funds are not available to me anymore. And I am guaranteed that I haven't used it. So if there are ways that you can register a gift card, do so. Don't miss that opportunity to protect yourself even further. Another great way to just um, understand your rights with gift cards is to do your research on the retailer and do the homework that in the store. You're checking out all the ways that it might have been manipulated or tampered with. And then also remind the recipient that this is just like cash. Treat it like cash and to register it if they can, but also use it pretty quickly. So there's no way that someone else can and can access those codes and the accounts and they can take advantage of the full, full amount. MN's Ashley Walker and Bao Bang with the Better Business Bureau of Minnesota. Time for our last break. Stay tuned. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Tasha Radal. Well, pack your patience when hitting the road over the holidays. Travel projections are up this year. Joining me today is Mike Hansen with the State Office of Traffic Safety. 
Well, you know, this is a very busy time of the year. It's a festive time of the year, and it's the time of the year when, you know, any fatality crash or serious injury crash is always a tragic event. But when they occur around the holidays, that that just uh, makes it even that much worse. And so at the Department of Public Safety, we're really focused on prevention. And if we can convince people to make good decisions before they go out, and particularly when it comes around that impaired driving issue that we're still dealing with, then we can prevent those needless tragedies from happening in the first place. When we look at it, you know, like over the year, how have we been trending this year when it comes to uh, fatalities? Well, there is a a bit of positivity in that, um, in that our fatalities have been trending lower year to date this year than they have been last year. I think yesterday when I looked at the latest numbers that came through, we were about 48 fatalities fewer uh, this year than we were last year. So that, that is, that's a positive trend. But again, the fact that we're going to be at or above 400 fatalities um, is still completely unacceptable. And as you and I have discussed before, Tasha, every one of these is completely preventable. It just means that every driver needs to make good, smart decisions behind the wheel and do everything they can to make sure that um, they are driving safely for their sake and for the sake of everybody else on the road. What are some of the leading, I guess, uh, factors behind some of these fatal crashes, Mike? And that's very consistent, Tasha, and it really hasn't changed much uh, in, in, you know, the last number of years. We still see, as we've talked about, impaired driving is still responsible for roughly one-third or more of the fatalities or serious injury crashes that, that take place. And so impaired is impaired, whether it's alcohol, whether it's cannabis, whether it's something somebody else is using, or even some prescription drugs, or even more dangerously, the combination of any of those really um, is, is something that we're focused on and that we have to try and prevent. You know, following on that speed is the one thing that makes every other bad decision or mistake worse, and we still have a tremendous problem with speeding in Minnesota. Unbelted, um, you know, we have a compliance rate in Minnesota over 94%, but yet unbelted individuals in motor vehicles account for nearly a third of fatalities or uh, fatalities that could have been prevented if somebody had had that belt on. And then finally, distraction. Um, Driving is a complicated task. This time of the year, our roads are going to be very busy, maybe busier than they've ever been. And it really is incumbent upon every driver out there, and I'm going to also add every passenger out there, to make sure that the driver is paying attention at all times to what's going on uh, around them so that, again, we can all make sure we're doing our best to keep our roads safe for everybody. And then lastly, uh, will we be seeing extra law enforcement on the roads uh, throughout the remainder of this month and, and through New Year's? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is the time of the year when, you know, our particular focus is on uh, preventing impaired driving, and we do put a substantial uh, investment in providing extra law enforcement coverage, really starting the Wednesday before Thanksgiving right through New Year's Day. And so uh, across the state, you're going to see a significant increase in the number of, of officers, deputies, and troopers out there who are really trying to keep everybody safe. And, you know, along that same line, one of the things that we've incorporated this fall is is a, a program that we call What's Your Why? And so what we've asked all of our law enforcement partners to do is, is tell us, why do you take traffic law enforcement seriously? Why do you take uh, 
uh, finding impaired drivers and taking them off the road. So important to you. And we're posting those those individual stories on all of our social media sites and on our, our website. So I would encourage all of your listeners, if you want to know what's their why, you're going to see some very eye-opening experiences out there that really do motivate our officers to go out there and do everything they can to keep our roads safe for everybody. Thanks again to my guest, Mike Hansen, with the State Office of Traffic Safety. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Minnesota Matters. Be sure to join us again next week on this MNN affiliate station, same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Tasha Radel. Happy holidays.